Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. There, you will find a full list of our broadcasts from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso, fast, hot, and intense. Blackman of Technology Expresso Radio, and we are live in Las Vegas at the BBC Con- Conference, at the IIBA Sponsored Conference, and I'm here with Coop Christine here at the B2C booth here at BBC Con. Hello, Coop. Hello, how you doing? We're live on location. I love this. I love the remotes. Exactly. This is agile. That's right. Yeah, we just got the mics out, the laptop, and we're running. Absolutely, absolutely. I am so excited. Um, This is a, 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 you know, we're going to be the eyes and ears for people who have never been to BBC Con. So first of all, explain to them in your version of what is BBC Con. All right. So, um. Uh, right before we got on, I was trying to figure out how many years the conference has been going on. But um, a while back, I would say probably more than 10 years ago, the business rules, it was a business rules and process, business process conference. And then the IIBA about, I think it was six or seven years ago, kind of jumped on board with them and decided, you know what, let's have a conference where it includes business analysis, business rules, business process. And the thought is to have you know, all these different disciplines, one discipline by itself does not make uh, for progress, but all the disciplines together is what really makes it happen. So it was really a, a real nice marriage, um, and that's how BBC kind of came about. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think that that was a phenomenal concept for them to bring in. Yeah. Because I tell people sometimes it's like attending, you know, seven different conferences in one. So each of those tracks in and of themselves right. could stand alone as a conference. Yep. Um, sometimes you get conflicted because you want to go to all of them. <laughs> but I think it's a great way also for people um, in their career development because you can start out right. at the beginning tracks and then, you know, then someday you might be a stage and be Exactly. That's the way to do it. Yeah, there's, you know, so if you're specializing in like business rules, it's really good. But there's a lot about business architecture, a lot about agile, a lot about business analysis, a lot about business process improvement and business process management. Um, so, you know, what, what I see, you know, to your point, it's hard. There's so many. I think uh, I just heard there were 175 speakers over a three day period. So, yeah, it's hard to see all of them. But um, a lot of people come as a team and they split up and try to hit as many as they can and then kind of get back together and talk about it. Do you remember some of your, your very first BBC con or your, your first conference? Mm. And, and how has it evolved or changed, if you think about it? Well, I th- the first one um, that I went to was in Washington, D.C., um, and it was a lot smaller than this. Um, I think this year there's about 1,400 attendees, so 
pretty good. Um, in the past, it's been around that. I think one year it was a little higher, like 1,700. Um, but it was a lot smaller. Um, now, you know, there's just so many people. What I love about coming here now is there's so many people I recognize and see, and the posse gets back together. Um, you know, for me, this place, you know, Jacqueline, my, my goal in life is to meet everybody in the world. So conferences like this is like I'm like a kid in a candy store because I'm just I can't wait to find the next person to connect with. Absolutely. And, and you almost, I mean, when I see you walk through the hall, yeah. a lot of people recognize yeah. you. Yeah. So you're, you're definitely a household name around the DVC time. So that, that's really cool to see. You know, I've been, I think I've been to either four or five conferences. I, I did miss one year for our audience. Uh, they, for several years, they were in Florida, Hollywood, Florida. Right, yeah. And then the last two years, they've been in Vegas. Vegas. So, um, but it's really a, a really cool experience. And I, I tell people, because I go to other conferences too, but right. I said, this is where I know how to put on a conference. Yeah, exactly. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, and next year, in case you're interested in going, next year we're going to be in uh, Orlando. So, yeah, so you bring the family. People say you can bring the family to Vegas, but I, I have young kids. This is not the, uh, <laughs> I don't think. This is really, especially around Halloween time, but it's not the, the place to bring the little ones. But Orlando, obviously, that's that's a place where you can bring the family and make a, a whole week of it. Absolutely. And, you know, just to, like you said, we're kind of the eyes and ears for, for our audience that's listening. And so I want to have a, a couple of things that, that come to mind, at, you know, when I look around the, the conference. What you hear in the background, we're actually in the open area where a lot of different vendors are, whether they're different tool vendors. Um, or they selling services and like ourselves selling services around training. And uh, I might connect Shane over there in a few minutes, uh, one of the people here that does uh, the the selling and connecting with our customers for B2B to talk about his experience here. But this is one space that we're in. As a matter of fact, they're going through a transformation before. Yeah, I'm not sure what's happening at the moment. I I know we got to break down about – an hour and a half or so, but it looks like all the lunch tables are getting taken up, um, and the wall is being moved in front of us. So it's something exciting is about to happen. I'm not exactly sure what. Absolutely, and and I know that we have a bit of a we have a reception this evening, the right. IIBA, so more networking. Like you said, what almost 1,400 uh, people here, and um, then there's going to be some big drawings too. I love the concept they have a passport that you can walk around right. and get your passport um, stamped. We have a, a raffle going on here. Some yeah. winners going to get $250 worth of chips. Yeah, um, either spend it spend it at the, the casino or just cash them in and you get 250 bucks. That's right. And you know, the other thing I like about here, we have the um, the bookstore yeah. over here with all the various bookstores and new titles coming out. Your yeah, it sold out yesterday. Yeah, I got to sign a few copies, and they, I think they had 20 or so copies, and it sold out. So. That is awesome. But you can see on Amazon. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> our office, we have a bookstore on the BCC website. Right. But you, um, oh, we got a book in here, too. Oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the other thing that I think is really cool that I got to participate in, and you do as well, is the Agile Jam. Session. Right, yeah. That's really unique conference, so very interactive. Why don't you talk about, you know, with the Agile Jam? Yeah, so um, IIBA and the BBC conference have an, uh, another alignment, I guess you can say, with 
um, the Agile Alliance, and they come to this conference every year and just have an open space um, in the hallway somewhere with tables and flip charts and stickies and markers, and people sign up to talk about different things related to Agile, and they kind of um, volunteers like yourself, Jacqueline, and Kent McDonald, and Shane Hasty and James King were there this year. You know, Agile experts in the field um, kind of hang out at the table. People come up on the topic and they jam and brainstorm and talk about the different things related to Agile and how to incorporate it in their office. Absolutely. And, and I love that, that concept because it's like, like you have some great tracks and great sessions and, you know, the, the presentations, but that's really kind of spontaneous and people really get to get right. to the heart of what maybe their frustration is day to day. And for me, it was very interesting because every time I, I walk past there, I always I poke my head in to hear what topic is right. there. To kind of hear what are, you know, what, what are, are people, people asking? Yeah. Exactly. And some of it is, you know, the... Some of the things that we experience, but definitely touch upon, and um, tied to our our boot camp that right. that, that we developed. Um, so it kind of some reinforcement, good um, validation, yeah, what yeah. stuff we're trying to help people with. Right, yeah. because I think a lot of people pick up agile and they're picking up the ceremonies and and they've read something, but we it's really about that you know experience and that. Um, you know, it's a culture change. Right. So it's and then the mindset that we always talk about. So you have to teach it a little bit differently, and that's what boot camp kind of for right. is. Not just, yeah. Let's open a book and just go page by page and go through some slides. It's much more than that. And we've we've seen a great reaction to our boot yeah. camp because no, it's of that. been awesome. Um, and, and now let's talk about you did a presentation. Yeah. You were up on stage. So yeah. About that. And it was awesome. Yeah, we got uh, moved to the keynote room, so it was uh, the full house, probably 800 or so people in there. It felt like at least. Um, and I did it with Lori Silverman, so she's uh, been a friend of mine for years, and we're both. We're but one of the keys that we have together is we're both dummies authors. So I, I was a co-author of Business Analysis for Dummies with Paul Mulvey and Kate McGoey. Um, and Lori wrote the storytelling for dummies. So we met last year um, at another conference in Winnipeg, and she asked, well, you know, I got this book. Uh, you know, I have a lot of stuff on storytelling, and I think it could work with the VA community. Can you help me figure out a way to do that? So I, I went ahead and uh, I bought her book on the way home um, so I can read it on the flight, you know, from Winnipeg to Atlanta. And I, it kind of hit me that storytelling – really helps get to the heart of the matter, get to the heart of what the real problem is, the real um, challenge, the real opportunity. And, you know, the, that's kind of the core problem in the business analysis arena or with businesses today. Like, are we really r- working on the right stuff? Are we really working on the stuff that's going to uh, make an impact and really hit the problem? So um, I kind of decided that, you know, the storytelling stuff is a great way to start off your elicitation sessions. And instead of asking a bunch of questions, and one of the things Lori and I talk about is when you ask questions like, what does success look like? Um, What are you trying to get out of this? What are the outcomes? Um, People give you information, and obviously you can't see me on the radio, but it's like you you ask a question, and then you get an answer. You ask another question, you get an answer. You get another question, you get an answer. But what you're really looking for is the whole big story, and by asking questions, it, t- it puts a lot on you and uh, your stakeholder to try to put all the pieces together. So rather than starting with asking questions, you start by asking a story prompt. Um, and a story prompt is it starts off with tell me about. 
um, and you it's specific words and you, know, you could read Lori's book or we can talk more at a different time, but you ask, tell me about something related to the scenario um, and then let the person just tell it. And it's amazing the stuff that you glean from people just talking and telling stories about what's going on in their arena and how most of the questions you have are answered. And you really, it's not only do you get to the heart of the problem, but you get to the heart of the person, right? It's a real way to connect because you feel they're not just answering questions. They're actually showing with their emotions what's going on. So you really see where the, like, instead of saying, Jacqueline, what pain points, you see where the pain points are. So it's a really, you know, it's another, it's a new technique, I think, to, to this area. And we were excited. We got some really good feedback. Um, and people were telling us that, that it's, a new space for the people in this, this arena. We're, we're looking forward to sharing it at more and more places. Absolutely. You know, and, and what it, it sounds like, too, is making our role less mechanical. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's not about checking a box. You know, I, I go back to early on, I can remember where people would summarize the business analysis as asking who, what, when, where, or why. You right. Ask the seven, you know, right, so, right, right. You know, you've got it. And, you know, I think we've matured and we've learned, and um, it's much more than that. And so, you know, back to your point, it's not just answer this question, okay, check the box. Right. It, it's getting really, really getting people fully engaged, too. And, and, yeah, and one, you know, one of the other pieces is about how to listen to a story, and it, it was pretty amazing because um, we teach people that they have to uh, listen delightly, and that is like listen, like sit up, focus on the person, look at them, nod when you hear stuff, um, smile, but never speak a word. And this is different for people in our space, right? Typically, uh, we're being taught to somebody says something, you paraphrase what they say, and but do that to someone that's telling a story they, it takes them out of their element and, and it kind of throws off so you're supposed to just sit there and let them tell the story and it's amazing and people are like well if I can't take notes I just have to sit there I can't paraphrase how am I going to remember this well after Lori told the story I asked her a story prompt Lori told us a story me and the, the audience and I asked okay who can who could repeat the story and so our friend Hans, you know Hans, right? He got up and he repeated like almost word for word. He was going on like he was like a third into the story. And I was like, okay, that's good, Hans. But but it was just to show, though, that he didn't take any notes and you remember the story. So there's there's real, you know, brain science around how when somebody's telling a story, how much more it sticks than just answering one-line questions. And it just that goes back to you just have to be cognizant and active listening. Sometimes when you have that question, and I've even talked to students in the, the class, that sometimes when you know you have a reporter, then, you know, that's your crutch. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're not taking, you know, notes while they're talking, then that means you need to be fully engaged. Exactly, you know? right. It, yeah. it, 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 you know, you lose to be engaged at a different focus. level. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Um, you know, the other thing, uh, in any other just all conversations or insights that you've gotten as you, you know, been talking to people, Lena, you talk to people. Yeah, I, yeah, I love it. It's funny because, you know, I think sometimes the team here at B2T thinks I, I blow them off or, you know, not hanging out. But, you know, we have, you know, like you mentioned, Jane, and you were here, and Heather Milan Maines is running around as one of our instructors. Um, 
so I like to kind of get out and hang with the, the people. I like to, you know, and like talk and meet people. I think, you know, I think the one of the greatest things about this conference, it, it's, it's a good and a bad, I would say. The greatest thing is like you are so amongst like-minded people here. If you're in this space, um, the, there's so many like-minded people and you can have a conversation with anybody and everybody knows what you're talking about. And, um, it's real easy and comforting. Um, so that's beautiful. And it's really good to be around people that agree, not agree, but, uh, are on, you know, the same path, the same mindset. Uh, the, the downside I think is there's still not enough people that come to this conference that we have to convince the value of business analysis. Like everybody here, they're bought in. They get it. Now they're just looking for little ways to tweak what they do and, and how can they improve and get better at what they do. But they're bought in. They get that. Um, I wish there would be some um, – and, and I, I could help too. I mean I, I don't want to leave it up to everybody else to try this. But to get people in at this conference that still – you know, some upper management, some leaders of organizations that may be not totally bought into business analysis – get them here and see the excitement and see the stuff that VAs can really do. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's really interesting, and I can see when you have someone that is not a VA, even a project manager or program manager here, you get excited to see them here like, okay, okay good. Right, even yeah. if they don't get it when they got here, at least they're here and observing, and it gives them, you know, maybe a whole different perspective. Because, you know, to your point, it's like, you know, some people can work on IT projects, and you might see an isolated VA here or VA there. And we've talked about this. That, that VA's level of performance may be different than, you know, mm-hmm. what, what we might perceive it, it, some of the, um, I know we don't like saying best practices, but, but some of the people like notch to people, yeah. right, yeah. And so when you come here, you get to see, okay, it's, it's not just a one-off thing. There's people that invest and are passionate about right, it yeah. and looking to, to develop themselves. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you, and if you, you know, the first step is even getting involved in your local chapters, like yeah. IIBA, um, and attending those, and then that just gives you just a little sliver of an insight. Right. Come to a national conference. Yeah. And like you said, and that's, it, go ahead. No, no, and you meet people around the world that are doing this, right? I mean, there's people from New Zealand, Spain, Australia, um, France, I met somebody from, a bunch of people from the UK. So there's Canada, obviously. So there's a lot of people from, I think it was 27 countries that are represented here. Um, yeah, and the, the passion is pretty amazing. And the, the great thing, I think this is a testament to the conference, that so many people that I know are saying, oh, this is my second year, this is my fourth year, this is my fifth year, you know. Um, so there are, you know, brand new people here that haven't been here before, but there's a lot of people A lot of people that have been uh, coming year after after year after year, and it's, it's pretty awesome. Absolutely. And like you said, it, it turns into kind of like a, a family. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's a, a family, family reunion. reunion. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there hasn't been good barbecue yet, though, and uh, <laughs> no good softball games. And <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the um, other thing is, is just in your experience, and this, this, you know, we get some people standing around our booth. Yeah. I definitely kind of want to pull them in. Um, actually, what I'm going to have them do is I'm going to have them call into our number, and then we'll be able to talk to you on the air. So we, we yeah, like, we'd call like to you. Yeah, call. You got a cell phone? You. 
Do you yes. have that thing called the cell phone? I do. Oh, okay. I'll Should I call it? Yeah. 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 And press so then, one. So then you'll be able to. So while while they're calling in, let me ask let me ask you. You've been so you know I, I had a speak yesterday and I did a tutorial on decision making on Monday. So I've been here a long time and I, I haven't really got a chance to um I haven't had a chance to go see a lot of the uh, presentations. Um, so you've been going to some of the presentations. What's, what's been some of the highlights for you? You know, um, the, the first one that I went to, it was by uh, Juliet Font. Oh, was she was, Kina. yeah, she was amazing. That yeah. was, that was. Um, and hers was white space at work. And it yeah. was, you know, kind of like just slowing down a little bit. Yeah, it was and, awesome. And, um, you know, just, yeah, it was, it was, that was, that was a great keynote. That's what I, I, you know, look forward to in a, a keynote. And that was inspiring. Um, and just taking a few minutes to, to stop pause and think. And think right. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, what was great about that, there was such a connection to the BA world that you don't always find in keynotes, but what we need to do as BAs is think, right? It's like, yes, we're, we're getting information. We're talking to people, but we need a good chunk of time to stop, think about, what we're hearing and when Lori and I talk about stories one of the things she says actually and I love this is let the story flow all over you and just soak it in and that applies to what um is it Julie Funt Julianne Funt Juliet Juliet Funt sorry um she was talking about it's like just pause relax and think and be creative we don't we're moving so fast and just from task to task to task and not stopping and thinking and I thought one, she was an unbelievable speaker. I was taking a lot of notes, you know, because I want to emulate what, what she is like as a speaker. Um, but the, the topic resonated um, with me, obviously, with you. And I talked to so many people, and they were, like, blown away by her. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's so funny, even when you come to a conference like this, it's like um, you, you enjoy the new te- techniques you hear about and those kind of breakthrough things. But sometimes just some of the most simple kind right. of just getting yourself back to center because she's, you know, absolutely right that, you know, sometimes we keep ourselves so busy and moving, but are we really, you know, getting through that, that, that deep thinking, that right. deep thought, problem solving and solutions. But, you know, let me pause in and yeah. I'll get back to some of the other okay. things I want to. But we have Paul Molly here. No, who, Greg Busby. Greg uh, Busby. Greg. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet just, you, Paul. I just changed his name. For Paul wishes he was here, I bet. <laughs> Paul, if you're out there listening, we miss you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I'm out hey, here. Greg? Trust what? Hello. Are you there? Hello. I'm talking. Can yes, you hear me? Yes. We can hear you. Okay. Good. We can we hear can. you. Well, well welcome, Great. welcome. Are you enjoying the BBC Con? It's been a really good conference this year. It really has. Uh, met a lot of good people, good sessions, uh, learned a lot, uh, all all in all, a lot of fun. Absolutely. Now, is this your, your first one, or how many is, is this your first experience? No, I've been here a number of times before. I haven't been here in several years, but this is, I think, my fourth conference that I've been to. So awesome. So, hey, yeah. Greg, this is Coop. What? Um, hey, Coop. You know, have you? Has there been one session, or tell me about you know uh, a session that you went to that kind of really moved you and thought, you know, give you a, a new way of thinking? Well, I went to, uh, actually, to the Business Model Canvas, uh, one of the tutorials that happened on Monday, and that was was great because it's something that's in the new 
BA Box 3.0, that is not something that I was familiar with. And uh, that it, it helped quite a bit. I think it's, it's a really interesting model for figuring out the business, uh, figuring out how the business is architected, and uh, both the costs and the value that you produce um, as a business. So I think that's it's a really good first step for high-level modeling. Really enjoyed that a lot. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Is there any certain trend or any hallway conversation that have uh, resonated with you? Any any new things that you kind of been uh, picking up? You know, just kind of the word on the street. <laughs> the word on the street. I would say that the, the thing that is is really interesting is how many people are here for their first one and are um, creating. Uh, larger communities of BAs that are trying to show the value of business analysts within their organizations. Um, went to a really good session today on um, folks that were on uh, New York State and had uh, a business analysis group within New York State, and that was that was excellent. Sorry, I'm getting a lot of feedback from the people. This is the word. The street is what's in the background. That's where I'm getting right. that. Yeah. The word from. You're good. <laughs> so uh, that was really good. And I think that people are really interested in being able to prove the value of business analysis. And uh, there's a lot of stuff here to really help them do that. So I think a lot of people are really happy that they came. No, that's great. Yeah, the, yeah I think the the – you know, Jacqueline, you were asking me about the different sessions. I mean, I think there are some um, that are held by people in the learning and development space, like the one that I did, and, you know, Ron Ross does some, and Roger Burlton, and other people um, that are, you know, either consultants or, um, you know, in the training, or they, they work for a software vendor that is in this space. But then, like Greg is saying, that last one he attended is from you know, the the practitioners, the people that are, you know, living and breathing it every single day um, and sharing their war wounds and what worked and what didn't. And here's, you know, something that you can give a try. And I think the attendees really enjoy those sessions. Absolutely. You know, um, and, and they do do a lot of case studies and, right. and that type of thing. So um, they, they really do try to make it, it relevant and show you uh, how it's applied and, and what's working. So there's great takeaways. So um, are there any other uh, sessions that you're looking forward to? I, I know we have uh, just one more day. Or, or did you have a favorite of all the sessions you attended? Um, well, you, you know, you can I've, say I've, mine. Said, I, I, I didn't attend yours. I, I, they wouldn't let me in. It was standing room only, man. <laughs> um, they, uh, they're, they're, I think the case studies are, are always really interesting. If you, if you want to learn a technique, I think it, it is helpful, and as, as Coop mentioned, to, to go with somebody who's in the space in one way or another um, because they can really uh, they can hone in on a technique. But if you want to see how things are, are panning out in the real world, then the case studies are, are fantastic. And I've enjoyed, really enjoyed both of them. Um, it's interesting being able to go to a business architecture session and a business process session and regular VA sessions and have all those things available um, at one conference. All right. Well, I think his, his phone sounds like it's breaking up. So we might... 
we have to say say goodbye to our buddy Greg. Yeah, I'm glad you were able to to join us um, and um, enjoy the rest of the the conference. I will. You too. All right. Thanks, Greg. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm I'm going to be agile. I'm going to try a different technique. Okay. I'm going to get Shane to come over as he rolls his eyes. All right. (laughs) So you're going to have him. Yeah, uh, why don't you come around here. Want to use your mic? I'm gonna have you be talking to, to to the mic, if we could share a mic. <laughs> oh, we gotta get a picture of this chain chain kneeling down. Hey, Kaylee, can you get a picture of us? And I'm still taller. Than a, I know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's on his knees and still taller than I am. That's that's not good. Yeah, vertically challenged. That's all right. Uh, you're gonna have to get closer to the mic when you're you're ready to answer, Jacqueline. Okay, well, Shane, tell everyone what you do. What are you doing here at the BB? Yeah, what, what are you, man? What are you doing here? <laughs> I'm here to just hold up the booth while everyone does in the network and just get to socialize. But you know, in reality, uh, it's a great opportunity for me to get to put a face with a name with a lot of our customers. That's really the best part for me, but also an opportunity to, to kind of share with potential new customers you know, why what we do is a little bit different from everyone else and, and you know, talk about ways that we may be able to help them improve their VA practice. Absolutely. What are some of the, the questions or the, the needs of the people that come by the booth? Well, right now, and I'm sure you guys have talked about it several times, the Agile analysis piece is a, a big area where people are struggling or would like to improve. Uh, but mostly people just want to know, you know, why we're different. You know, if they are looking for some sort of learning and development solution, you know, why B2T versus one of the other great organizations out there. So, you know, I, I'm always excited to share. We have some of the best experts there are out there. You know, like the two people on the line right now. <laughs> Making me blush. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's a great opportunity, and I have fun. You know, we get to... Working from a home office, it's nice to get out and network some and, and see your colleagues and, and all your customers. Oh, okay. absolutely. Let me ask you another question. Got my you crazy see... friend Erica running oh. up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you see a lot of people from different industries. What are some of the industries that you you, you come across here at the BBC Con? You know, it's, it really is a, across the spectrum, but you do see a heavy saturation of insurance, financial, healthcare, and this year notice there's quite a few government agencies, a lot of state, county level uh, organizations, primarily from the West Coast, which makes sense for Vegas. Right. Uh, but I would say that's probably where the majority of the people are. Absolutely. So I got one question for Shane. So uh, how much have you lost gambling so far? <laughs> I'll just let's, say that I yeah, lost my, uh, my budgeted allotment for the week. We're being a gambling tonight. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? Other thing that is so too is there's people from all over the world. Yeah, yeah. You know? The 27 countries. So. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. So this is analysis. It's not something that just you know that we just made up. No. You know, it's all it's all over, and, it, right. and it's still rising and growing. I yeah. Like, you know, absolutely. Well, thank you, Mr. Shane, for joining us. And, uh, <laughs> it was a pleasure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Shane. Absolutely. So, you know, let's talk about, you know what we haven't talked about is the IBA and, mm-hmm. you know, 
new VA uh, Box 3.0 right. come out. So why don't you maybe share with the audience maybe, you know, what some of the conversations are around what the IBA is doing and the new, the new levels of certification. Right. Is, uh, have you heard any uh, any conversations in the hall about that? Yeah, so I mean, I think there's three things related to the IIBA, you know, like kind of new to for this conference. I think one of, not particularly new to this conference, but newish. Um, one is the, the levels of certification. So, you know, we just we used to have the CCBA and the CBAP, which were kind of, you know, two to three years experience and then five plus experience. So they've changed to a four tier model of there's a beginning level, which is kind of knowledge-based stuff. So giving enough information so people have some information, you know, it's like, you know, we're, we're, we have our apprenticeship program. So this would be perfect for apprentices, right? Like new to the role, um, learning more and more. And uh, they can get this certification and it kind of says that they have a base understanding of knowledge. Um, and then there's still CCBA and CBAP, and then they're going to be working on a thought leader type certification. And, um, you know, the other thing is the, another alignment with the Agile Alliance is they're working on a, updating the Agile extension to the BA box. So, you know, I have some really good people. I hope you can get to be part of that team. But some folks that I met, Shane Hasty is the one kind of heading that up. Uh, Ken McDonald's on that team and a few others. So and hopefully you can get. So that's good, right? Talking about, okay, we're in this Agile environment. How does business analysis really work? Um and uh, the other thing is uh, the IIBA just embarked on a huge uh, research study. They hired KPMG to kind of span the globe and call, you know, BAs and BA leaders and CIOs and other people to say, what's what's the state of business analysis around the world? So there's, you know, I wouldn't say the report itself is has shown any grand light on stuff that you and I have already known, like, there's a lot of good stuff happening out there. Leaders still don't understand completely what BAs do or don't see the value completely. So there, there wasn't major, major new, brand new information for folks like us that are familiar. Um, but we are, uh, you know, I think the exciting part, I think the exciting part is, you know, the what can be done next. And it, it's a great report to, to hand over to an executive and say, hey, look what's happening in the VA space and there is need to develop people in this arena. So it's exciting. You know, who knows what, where that can take us. Absolutely. And you know, um, the question you asked me earlier, some of the other sessions that I attended um, and some of the things is definitely around how organizations understand the value of the VA. Yeah. And one of my favorite sound bites, someone said, uh, it was in a session about Agile. And they said, um, they asked the panelists, how do you And the answer was, I Ooh, good politician, huh? He said, he turns it around and says, are you willing to, you know, take on the risk of not having a VA and just letting the developer make decisions based on the first thing they hear from the product owner. Right. And, That's great. you know, what could possibly happen? What do you think? What could possibly <laughs> go wrong, right? Yeah. And so um, that in and of itself, you know, uh, uh, talking about like that, more people, um, you know, turning it back around and, 
um, and, and, and realizing that, yes, that, that person that can speak both of those languages. The other thing that I thought was so important, you hit upon this too, is not seeing business analysts as requirements managers, value managers. Right. So we have to change our language and even some of our tools and quantum measuring things as we go along. And so, um, you know, the, in the, one of those sessions, again, they were asked, what are some of the areas that VAs really need and their role? And, and everyone talks a lot about, once I've heard about, so yeah, of course, I'm kind of that, that well, you know, you have that, that, that still that deep. Thanks. I actually heard it first around um, using decision making as uh, as part of the project um, and valuing the role of a good analyst is to help other people make decisions. One of them, you know, some of this we make right? And so I heard from you, like, you need, like, somebody else to bounce ideas off of to help make that people don't naturally make decisions on their own. They need people to challenge their ideas. Um, and I think that's where people in this BA space can really play and add value. Because um, a product owner can sit there and try to say, well, I think we should do this, this, and this. But if nobody is there, and like you said, if the developer says, okay, great, let's do that. If nobody's there saying, wait a minute, if we do this first, here's the impact to the business. What about this? This might add more value. Have you thought of this? Right. And um, seeing the, you know, sometimes the bigger picture really helps and shines light on making decisions. And that's, that's why I'm, I'm a big believer that the value of a BA or the value of a person playing this role is to help facilitate decisions. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's interesting because that, that concept, and, and when I heard it, I think I got that from Coop, um, but they brought up about, you know, the role of a VA is to help um, people make good decisions and, and that type of thing. And, but where they, they took the conversation was that, you know, if management is used to measuring business analysts, like when you, you measure a test group, there's so many test scripts. Right. And how many bugs did they find? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and so they, they tried to find something tangible for um, business analysts, and it always was, okay. The document. The document, right. yeah. How many use cases did you write? You know, how many user stories did you write? You know, except right, you know, right. that type of thing. But, and they said that it's hard for them to, to come up with, how do you measure that someone made a good decision? based on information you provided. Right, yeah. And so, but we've got to help management with that. This is the, the, the right thing. Um, you know, and, and I have a real-life scenario that I, I brought up. You, you know uh, Ken Schultz, and we talked about right. this. You know, the result of some of my uh, analysis and, and, and information to stop the project. And management, and, and I said, at the end of the year when we're doing my review, I was like, let's add up how much money I saved right. by us not launching this and then getting this out there. And give me, just give me 10% of that, right? right? right. And you would have been a rich woman. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But, you know, managers saw, okay, you can go forward. That's a failure. Yeah. Right. No. And so yeah. it, was, it was, you know, so management, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of change in mindset, you know, with the, and, you know, uh, not just agile alone, but in a lot of perspectives. Right. Because I think that's why, Business analysis is still being questioned because if they got it, they're, they're 
wouldn't be wouldn't, right. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, to that point, you, you talked about the, the group um, talking about it's about value, right? That, you know, the mindset thing, the project didn't get, uh, didn't go to completion, so failure is not thinking about value. It's thinking about our goal was to do these four projects, and if those four projects get done, then we're successful. And that's not it at all, right? You don't have to do any of those projects. To be. So if you're thinking about what value do we need, and this is something we talk about too, is around um, getting out of the habit of thinking about in terms of features or stories that have to be completed. Um, the, the number of features that you do and the stories you do is, is open for debate, right? Because if, if, if you constantly look, did we get the value or and we only did four stories and we wanted to do 10, well, you don't have to do all 10, right? And you know, this is the rest of that story, in all fairness, fairness, is that, you know, and to your point, is like, you know, management starts out and says, okay, we're going to do a project. Um, but what the rest of the story, too, is that they said, but, but it has to be, we want something commercial on the show. We only want to spend this much money, and we want to do it quickly. And it's like, okay, Based on that and the vendors that we're looking at, you're not going to solve gonna this problem. Right, yeah. We can buy something and we could have checked the box, but we actually would not have been right. bringing value right. because it costs more than we would ever ever save. And the and the business case was to save money. So and, and, and to be honest with you, take the story. You know, fast forward almost two years later, finally they addressed it as a process improvement. It was just about getting the right people, getting the right jobs, right. and back filling. You know, um, not using high-priced um, resources for some tasks that could be filled, and so we actually address and reduce the price. But they didn't give us that leeway. And this came up actually today in the in the session is that um, moving on the business analysts, especially the you know IT business analysts, only being able to solve problems with software type solutions mm, right. and it, it expanding our that T shape in that respect too. Just tell us the problem and it may or may not be solved. Right, yeah. Let's step back. So there was, you know, uh, talking about sessions, there was another one I saw yesterday, um that I didn't you know, in all honesty, I didn't feel like there was anything concrete given to to the audience to um to take away and do something with, or at least I couldn't, you know, make the connection. But he was talking about customer experience, and he gave a lot of examples of, you know, a lot of the organizations we know about, like Old Navy and Enterprise Rent-A-Car and Amazon and Best Buy and on and on and on. Um, talked about Comcast, Xfinity, and the Dish and all these different, uh, even manufacturer or car manufacturers like Ford and Buick and blah, 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 all these different models. Um, and, and was talking about, the customer experience working with all these organizations. And so it was interesting. It was good information to see, oh, I didn't realize Old Navy had a better experience than somebody else, right? Um, But in the end, I think it it was a message that as VAs, we have to think, how can we improve our customer experience, right? And not just think about it as the information you need and the things you need, but it's like, in the end, does the, the customer want to work with you going forward? Do they have a great experience working with you? Do they feel good at the end? That is part of the equation. And I think, you know, more people in our space, uh, I don't think enough people think about that in terms of how they, they interact with their their stakeholders and team and clients. Absolutely. 
Yes, I, I've definitely experienced that, especially when it's an internal customer. Right. They, they, yeah, they, they think. The, the right. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of the other sessions, I, I want to give a shout out also to um, uh, Clinton. It's known as Coach Clinton. Oh, yes. Um, he did a, a great session, and it was about the entrepreneur. Mm. And um, I also did, uh, I'll be posting a one-on-one interview I did with him after the, this session. But, you know, what I really took away from that, too, he talked about the, the superhero and the organization creating an atmosphere where, you know, to let people feel engaged into the, the bigger picture of what we're trying to accomplish. And you, when you have an engaged employee, you're going to come up with, you know, better results. Absolutely. And uh, I love that. But the other thing, too, which is part of my personal mantra, too, is also sometimes you have to cultivate your, the superhero in yourself. It's not just an organization. So, um, and but tying that, too, though, you know, he used uh, references to a lot of superhero movies. And he mentioned, though, many times in the movie, they fell many times over uh, before they really become that, that superhero that we know. That's a great message. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it makes you, you know, I said, I now I want to rewatch the movie. So right. I have seen where, you know, they, they fell, they, they get, get down. Up. Right. Exactly. And, and then they really have to, um, you know, find that, that inner fortitude. To, to push forward and find that superhero. And so that's what he challenged the audience. Yeah, they were so energized. That's a great that. message because, you know, I, I use this graphic in one of my presentations that says what people think uh, achieving goals looks like. A person on a bike with a, a slightly inclined road and at the top is straight up and that's your goal. But in reality, reaching a goal and challenging yourself ups and downs. There's pain, there's all and you can't get that stop that's part of life and that's, that's a great message about super, even superheroes you know we think all these superpowers they struggle too but they don't stop you know they have persistence did he have did he happen to talk about as an entrepreneur one of the things you and I have talked about with what entrepreneurs do is they value their time so much so because if if they don't if they don't do the high value stuff they're not getting paid right so um, I always think people in organizations need to view themselves as an entrepreneur and challenge themselves. Why am I doing this task today? Why am I doing this this week? Why am I doing this this month? And is it the right thing to do for the organization, the right thing to do for my project? And that to me is an entrepreneur mindset that I think people that work in organizations have. You're getting paid a salary, right? Um, and your organizations are investing in you. They're paying you that salary so that they can make more money. Right or or add more services or whatever the the goals of the organization are. So you got to really think. Okay, what I'm doing right now is it worth it? Is it the right thing to do? And if not, critically think about what they should be doing. Absolutely. And you know, even in my personal experience, and, and I, I to your question, um, I don't think we specifically dive that deep in, in his presentation in that. But you're you're absolutely right. It goes back to that white space conversation about you know just are doing a lot of things, but it's almost like you have to prioritize your backlog every day. Um, right. And, and, I, and I've seen where they talk about it as having your personal kind of combine. Combine, right, yeah. You know, and, and, and prioritize what do I really, what's high value to work on today. You're absolutely right. And, and I remember having coming from like a consultant background and 
Um, and I found myself hiring other people, even when it was a firm position, mm-hmm. people who came from consulting backgrounds, because they knew it's like every day on the job, you're proving. You, you know, right, to, to keep you the next right. day, right. Like yeah, they could day. easily cancel that contract. Right, a lot easier than letting an employee go. Right, right. And, and, I, and I saw that. Um, compared to other, you know, people who've been on in, in organizations 10, 15, 20 years, sometimes that spells complacency. So mm, yeah. you really have yep. to, to watch right. that. Um, so yeah, a- absolutely. Um, you know, we're, we're winding down. Um, we've done a, a, a hour segment. I think you said that they're going to be uh, breaking down and, and, and bringing another group uh, in here and, and getting close to our evening uh, reception time. Yeah, the IIBA is having a reception tonight. We're going to dinner. I mean, the, the fun thing about conferences, you know, is, in my, you know, it's like you go to, like, I, I, I love what I do. I, I go to work. I talk to people like you all the time. I talk to clients. And so I, I keep, I, that energy is there for me. But um, what doesn't happen is the work stuff. Not, not that I, if my wife's listening. It's not about that I don't want to be with my family. <laughs> Um, but there are a few times a year that I really enjoy, you know, like it's 24-7 almost, right? It's like starting at 7.30 in the morning till, till midnight where we're hanging out talking business analysis. And it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. It, it, it absolutely is. One of the things, you know, just talking about some of the uh, hallway conversations or what I'll call the group conversations is um, – like Shane had mentioned, I like, you know, that we get to talk to some customers right. and, and hear some things. And it was intriguing to me, speaking of um, um, both improv and this, that there were a couple of times that I know that I was in the and people came over and some of their challenges is, you know, um, especially with new groups, Mm-hmm. Working with different um, personalities and that type of stuff. So, you know, people know BTC for our business analysis training, of course, and all those sort of skills, process data, and even um, our, our big offering with Agile and the Agile analysis. But there's a lot of people, um, it, it sounds like, where that improv and that this is key. Yeah, there. I mean, and I think it's it's spreading more now. Like, people are realizing, oh, okay. We, we know how to work like the, the mechanics of a team. We're well aware, but we're still having challenges. And what it comes down to is how people interact with each other. And the, the better we can get at that. And I think people need to focus on that. And, you know, in my improv stuff that I do, I talk about we're improvising every single day, right? I mean, we're improvising right now. Uh, we're, I'm looking around. There's all these conversations going on in the exhibit hall, and everybody's improvising. Nobody has a script, right, saying, hey, you know, Jacqueline, when you see your name, you read your line and I'll read mine. So um, getting a deeper focus on how to apply improv to, to every day, I think will will allow us to have better conversations, more positive conversations, and be able to create some really great things together. Absolutely. And, you know, um, even even as we talk about Agile, you know, uh, and another name for Agile is improv. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Agile is, you know, Flexibility, adapting, be, right? Exactly. Someone asked me uh, when I was in the Agile Jam session, they were saying, you know, they're trying to figure out what is the Agile, the, the analyst role in Agile. And I said, you know what? I find the daily stand-up. You know, that daily stand-up, I hear what my group needs immediately, um, and maybe sometimes they don't need anything. Then I'm either finishing up on the last 
different or are moving forward and getting things groomed and ready for, you know, the, the next conversation we're going to have. Um, but, and, and that's, like I said, that's mean improv is, is, and then, you know, when, you know, something unexpected comes our way, instead of saying, hold on, wait, no, I wasn't nope, ready can't for do you. It, that right. Yeah. It's, yes, and, you know, something that yeah, you talk yes, about improv. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is what we're one of the key principles is right, continually learning and moving forward. So, yeah, always like it's, you're not uh, maybe people might get frustrated with this, but you're never done figuring out Agile, right? It's like you're constantly tweaking and, and making changes as your team can consume them, but um, you're never complacent with this is how we do it. Exactly. And you know, I, I say that even around IT in general, every project is a little bit different. So mm-hmm. even business analysis, we're never going to be done figuring out what this is. Exactly, you know, right. It's, but it's, you're having right. this conversation like it's going to, but no, it's like you get another, and that's what these conferences are for. You get some nuggets. You know, some can go to a presentation. They may be presenting one thing, but something else dawns upon me. Right. I, I still get something yeah. from it. And, yeah. Um, you know, so you you got to keep feeding yourself, and and you, and I enjoy doing that. And you've got to find that passion and just learning and, and and enjoying growing what you're you're doing. Yeah, you know, you remind me of a conversation I had with uh Ken Fulmer, who's the the chair of the board for the IIBA, and he was we were talking about well, what you know, what are some of the areas that are hot now? And you know, you brought up. Um, data analysis and data scientists and BI and security is a big thing, you know, but tomorrow it's going to be something else, right? Or next year, it's something else is going to pop up and you have to, to keep learning. I don't know. Is, is, are we wrapping up? Is this? We are. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. So I, I just want to leave one thing, you know, about the, the BBC conference um, and kind of if, and I know this happens to me, right? There's sometimes I get down about business analysis in the sense that, like why sometimes why are we still having to fight this fight? Um, um, but if you if you ever get down, you know, come to the BBC conference because you know with all these like-minded people here and the excitement and the passion, it's like, I mean, you get re-energized. You know, it's it's like taking an energy drink and it'll keep you going for the rest of the year. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. Well. Hey, we did it. Yeah, man. It's awesome. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> we came up with the idea. We laid up yeah. the plan. Yeah, talk about Agile. This whole thing. I mean, we. I, when did I send you a text? On Sunday, I think, before yeah, I left. Yeah. Before I was coming to the car, I sent uh, Jacqueline. We were texting about some other stuff. And I'm like, oh, we should do a radio show. She's <laughs> like, okay, I'll pack it up. And <laughs> she said yes, and boom, here we are. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my poor husband Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, equipment, so I was like, "Yes, and I agree too." <laughs> so 
So just shout Thank out. you, David. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> shout out to, to David um, and, and all of the support that we get. Um, and so looking forward to so those of you, maybe this is your first time tuning in to Technology Expresso um, here at the BBC Con. And let me say that our mics are open to you. If you have a topic or want to talk with us, Coop and I do this every other Tuesday when schedules allow. Right, yeah, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> We've been off a little. <laughs> but, you know, keep in, keep in contact with us. Uh, via Twitter, and we'll let you know when the next episode is. You can actually dial in and, and talk to us like Greg did and, and Shane did. So um, just stay tuned, and let's just keep the, the conversation going. And, Coop, you want to tell them how to get in contact with you? Yeah, sure. Hit me up on email, Coop, K-U-P-E, at B2T Training. There's two T's there, dot com. Um, hit me on Twitter, at Coop. That's a great way to get me. Um you can find me on Facebook and definitely on LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Just type in K-U-P-E, Cooper Smith, Coop Cooper Smith, and you'll find me. Absolutely. And I'm under Jacqueline Sanders um, on LinkedIn and Requirements Pro on uh, Twitter. And always you can find us through technologyexpresso.com. So once again, uh, thank you, everyone. And um, hopefully we'll see you next year in Florida. Yeah. Bye for now. See ya. This episode is sponsored by and features B2T Training. B2T Training has trained and equipped almost 15,000 of the most successful and high-performing practitioners of business analysis since the year 2000. Our courses are developed and taught by the most respected and highest qualified experts in the industry. Did you know that Coop is the president of B2T Training? If you like what you heard today, join us for one of our upcoming public classes to learn the business analysis tips, techniques, and best practices that he's talking about. We have several classes coming soon. Our Essential Skills for Business Analysis class will be offered September 26th through 29th in Atlanta. Essential Skills is our most popular and highest rated course. It's appropriate for beginners or experienced analysts needing to refresh or hone their skills. Another of our most popular classes, Business Process Analysis, is scheduled for October 3rd through 5th and the 10th through 12th. This session will be presented virtually in half-day sessions each afternoon. We also just added a new course to our curriculum, Agile Business Analysis Bootcamp. Jacqueline has headed up its development and will be teaching our first session on November 14th through 16th in Atlanta. Don't miss her as she walks through how to use Agile to build the right thing with a customer-focused approach. After each of our classes, we also include ongoing enrichment and reflective activities that provide students the boost they need to sustain their learning and competency. In other words, we make it stick. Get your business analysis training from the most respected and highest qualified source of experts in the industry. Find out more about these public class offerings and others or call to speak with one of our training solution sales associates toll free at 866-675-2125. Follow us on social media and visit b2ttraining.com to see our full course outlines, blog, and free downloadable resources. We get it. We'll help you get it too. Hello again. Technology Expresso wants to help you decode the technology industry's job opportunities. Because as long as people across the U.S. don't know the best kept secret for breaking into the IT industry, 
we will continue to have a digital divide between the IT job market insiders and outsiders. So would you like to know the best kept secret regarding the tech job market? Well, the secret is the fact that there are actually three times more tech jobs for non-coders than for coders. And therefore, once and for all, not everyone in IT is a programmer. So maybe right now is a good time for you to take a second look at the opportunities in information technology. And why should you take a look at IT if you are already not in it? The reason is because there are thousands of open positions and because of the starting pay range is much higher than most other industries. Companies are anxious to fill these positions and recruiters are looking everywhere for candidates. Furthermore, opportunities around technology are going to continue to grow. Technology has forever changed the job market. So you may be asking, how does a non-techie get into the technology field? Is it too late? Do I have to go back to school for a four-year degree? The answer is no. That's probably the second best kept secret. Companies look at certifications and even previous job experiences from other industries. And a liberal arts degree can also translate into the needed soft skills in a technology company or in IT departments in various companies. Technology Expresso wants to help you by sharing with you a list of 20 low-tech but high-paying career opportunities. So now you can start discovering and locating jobs in the hidden IT job market. And stay tuned as Technology Expresso posts more tips on breaking into STEM by leveraging technology as the first step. Here is the list of a few jobs that you can look forward to getting information on. Project Management Business Analyst Quality Assurance Testing Graphical User Interface Specialist Data Analyst Process Improvement Analyst Product Manager Operation and Product Support Organizational Change Management Customer Service and Help Desk Support Implementation Consultant Software Application Trainer Technical Writer Marketing of Technology and Software Sales of Technology and Software HR Technical Recruiters Entry-Level Networking Entry-Level Communication Cabling and Wiring Entry-Level Hardware Installation and Support Data Entry, Report Writing, and Data Management And that concludes our list of the top 20 low-tech but high-paying job careers in the technology industry don't forget to download the Technology Expresso mobile app and create a login on our member portal at technologyexpresso.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. There, you will find a full list of our broadcasts from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso, fast, hot, and intense.